This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. It's a new month. And here we are. It's June. It's a Friday. We got a huge weekend coming up. And this is the bullpen with Adam the Bull brought to you by Bet Rivers. And I got a lot to get to today. The NBA Finals is underway. The Stanley Cup Finals starts tomorrow. We've got Major League Baseball. And, you know, last week I talked about an idea for all the sports that could make the sport better. Right? I love all our sports. But there's ways to make them better. But today, I've got an idea. It's not a new idea. It's used somewhere. I'll tell you where later. That would make every one idea that would make every sport in America significantly better for the fans. I'm going to get to all of that today on this edition of the Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the Bullpen with Adam the Bull. All right, the NBA Finals are underway, and as you know, at Bet Rivers at our sports book, huge favorite, the Denver Nuggets. We talked about this uh, earlier in the week after the Miami Heat lost, excuse me, after the Miami Heat defeated the Boston Celtics. The Nuggets were favored by nine points at Bet Rivers in game one, and they covered. Now, it was interesting because they had a big lead. You know, they had like a 20-point lead at one point. And the Heat made a big run to start the fourth quarter. And if you had the Nuggets minus nine, you probably were getting a little nervous at that point. And it was close to the end in terms of the number. Not, you know, the game was really never in doubt at the end. But it was at nine points. But in the end, if you had Denver minus nine. Yesterday, Brandon Stokely, he said, I asked him, in the series, obviously, he picked the Nuggets. He had the Nuggets in five. I picked the Nuggets in six. Um, and he, he said, bet the, the Nuggets minus nine. He hit that. And he said, I asked him, because uh, cause the odds were slightly in favor of uh, Nikola Jokic not getting a triple-double. It was slightly better odds, like more money. You win more money, actually, if he got the triple-double, which I was a little surprised. That it was, you know, that at our sports book, it was slightly more likely he was not to get a triple-double. Which sounds crazy to be surprised by that, but he's had a triple-double in 60% of the games he's played, and he did it again last night. It took him a while to get the 10th rebound, but in the end, he did it again. Jokic finishes with 27 points. Going into the fourth quarter, I think he'd only taken like four or five shots. The guy is one of the, I mean, probably the most unselfish superstar since Tim Duncan. And there's been a lot of comparisons I've heard lately between Jokic and Tim Duncan. Their style of play is completely different. 
like Jokic takes the ball up. Jokic is, is shooting, you know, threes. He um, didn't. Sh- he actually only shot two yesterday, but he does shoot plenty of threes. Uh, and that wasn't Tim Duncan's game. Uh, you know, obviously the game has changed a lot since then. Most of the big guys these days shoot threes. In those days, when Tim Duncan played, not that it's that long ago, but guys, you know, the big guys didn't really shoot threes. Uh, but in terms of you know, again, I, I don't know Jokic and I don't know Tim Duncan personally, but based on people that do know them personally and based on what you just see from the outside, to me, of the last 20, 25 years, they're the two most unselfish superstars. It's all about the team. It's not about them. Uh, they do whatever it takes to win. They don't care if it's ugly. They don't care. It doesn't. It's irrelevant. Um. And guys like playing with them. Guys love playing with Tim Duncan, and it seems like guys love playing with Nikola Jokic because it, he he just doesn't care. I mean, he just wants to win, and and that whole team fits so well around him. Jamal Murray, as their bat, you know, their Robin to his Batman, he was not far off from a triple double as well. I mean, they had twenty nine assists on forty field goals. That's incredible. That's almost 75%. And and obviously most of that was Jokic and Murray. They had 24 of their 29 assists. The two of them combined for 53 points, 16 rebounds, 24 assists, two steals, one block, and only five turnovers. Five turnovers between the two guys that touched the ball the most in 84 minutes of action. That's pretty special. That is pretty special. They were great. Uh, Aaron Gordon had 16 points. Michael Porter Jr. had a double-double as well. 14 points, 13 boards. He had two assists. And uh, they didn't really need much for anybody else. You know, they only played eight guys. Bruce Brown had a you know solid game off the bench. He had 10 points, five rebounds, two assists. They just play really well together. I mean... They're they're ba- you know they only had five guys six guys play more than eleven minutes and eight guys play total. As for Miami, uh, and what's what's amazing by the way, Denver didn't even shoot well from three. Their two highest volume shooters, Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray, were four of eighteen from three. They only shot they shot under thirty percent from three and still won by eleven points. And Miami didn't shoot great either from three, but they shot better than uh, than Denver. But uh, a couple of guys, I mean, who, who you, you know, the Heat were carried by some great shooting and some guys off the radar. And and two of their biggest surprises in the first, you know, the three guys that, that have really been doing a lot for them, Struess, Vincent, Caleb Martin. I, I said on my podcast Wednesday, that I thought Caleb Martin should have been the MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, Gabe Vincent did his part. He played very well. He was, he was, you know, along with uh, Adebayo, probably their best players. Jimmy Butler did nothing. I mean, he had 13 points. He didn't do much in this game. Gabe Vincent played well. He, he shot well. Adebayo took a ton of shots in this game. But the difference, Struess, Caleb Martin... They were one for 17 from the field and one for 11 from three. Plus, the Heat got two free throws. I mean, you can't win that way. 
Nuggets got to the line, got 20 free throws. Jokic, 12 free throws by himself. Nobody in this game went to the line more than one time except for Jokic. He shot 12 free throws. Nobody else shot more than two in this game. I mean, Miami to get two free throws the whole game? It's remarkable. And Denver, from inside the three-point line, they were 32 for 52 from the from the field inside the three-point line. 32 for 52 and made 80% of their free throws. And that's the difference. You know, the glass was, was the same. Um, both teams rebounded fine, but uh, man, Struce to go 0 for 10, and Caleb Martin 1 for 7. Even Duncan Robinson off the bench, who had been giving them good minutes, 1 for 6, and he only hit 1-3. So those three guys, Struce, Martin, and Duncan Robinson, uh, 2 for 16 from 3. And, uh, you know, listen, it's the first game. There was no rust from Denver, right? They got right off to a good start. They had a a 17-point lead at halftime. They were up, uh, I said they were up uh, by 20. They were up actually up by 21, I think, at the end of the third quarter. And and they, you know, again, nice run by the Heat to try to make it a game early fourth, but then Denver settled down, and they win by 11, and that's that. Um, so game two will be tomorrow. Uh, wait a second. No, no, no. Game two Sunday. Sorry. Game two Sunday, which is my birthday. So I don't, you know, I don't know why that matters. But anyway, game two is Sunday night, eight o'clock. I don't know why they've started so late on a Sunday, but it is what it is. I'm still standing by. I think the Heat will show up in this series. They'll play better. I think they'll, I, I think they'll, um, still, I still think they have a chance to get two games and, and win. And, but in the end, Denver's going to win this series. I mean, Miami's had a great run. They're the biggest long shot ever to reach the NBA Finals. They've had a remarkable season. Winning that game seven in the Boston Garden after blowing a 3-0 lead was remarkable. Last night, they looked like they were out of gas. And Denver is pretty much impossible to beat at home. Um, So maybe I'm crazy and thinking, well, I don't know. I mean... I'm probably crazy for thinking it's going to take six, but I guess Miami could win two in a row at home, and then Denver wins game five at home to go up 3-2 and then win on the road in game six. But I it, it, it felt like yesterday this series was going to be even quicker. But, you know, look how great the Heat looked against Boston first three and then how great Boston looked for games four, five, and six, especially four and five, and, and then how bad they looked in game seven. These These things change in a hurry. So just because Denver played great in game one uh, doesn't mean they'll play as great in game two and, you know, who knows. But Denver, think about this. They were 34-7 and at home in the regular season. And in the playoffs at home, they, uh, th- let's see, 3-0 and against Minnesota, 3-0 and against Phoenix, Two and zero against the Lakers. One and zero. They've won. They've won all nine playoff games at home. So playoffs and regular season. Denver is forty three and seven at home. That's like eighty. What eighty seven? Eight eight seventy winning percentage. You know, part of that's. 
I guess the altitude that people have to adjust to, that's that's probably part of it. But you know, teams generally, good teams are better at home. And the Nuggets just played fantastic at home and they're nine and oh and, and they haven't lost I mean they haven't lost a game since game two or excuse me, game four of the Sun series, which was when was that? Um Let's see. I got to look at the calendar here. It's been a while. Last time they lost was May 7th. We're approaching a month since they've lost a game. They've won seven in a row, and they've gone 13-3 and in the postseason. You know, we all slept. No, I shouldn't say all. I know I and most people slept on this team when the playoffs started. And it makes sense. They had a great season last year in the regular season. Jokic has been the MVP two years in a row before this year, and they hadn't done much in the playoffs. They got to the conference finals in the bubble, but they hadn't done anything else besides that, and they didn't get past the conference finals. When they beat Minnesota in the first round, no reason to get overly worked up. Minnesota's a terrible team. Uh, I think at that point they hadn't, you know, they still had a lot to prove. They went up 2-0 in Phoenix, and then they lost two in a row, and you're like, okay, here we go. Now let, we'll see. But since then, they have been phenomenal um, with the seven straight wins. They've won, you know, and, and, the, and to sweep LeBron James, and, and I know LeBron isn't prime LeBron, but to sweep LeBron James and Anthony Davis, I know all those games were close. All four games were, it was, you know, six, five, 11, and two that they won those four games. But they won them against the greatest player of all time or one of the two greatest players of all time, depending on how you look at it. It was remarkable. And the Nuggets deserve their due. And I, I think right now there's no doubt that Jokic is the best player in the NBA. I mean, this is, this is just absurd what he has done and how he is playing. And he deserves a ton of credit. Um, the fact that he got picked last in the All-Star game when these guys chose teams is embarrassing. The other players should be embarrassed by that. I'll take a quick break. When I come back, I've got an idea. I, I, I love, well, And again, I'm not saying it's an original idea. It's clearly not. I'll explain that. But we talked last week. I gave you one thing for each sport, baseball, football, basketball, that would make those sports better. And those things aren't going to happen. And neither is the thing I'm suggesting. But I'm going to give you something that happens somewhere else that would be amazing for all American sports. And I'll get to it next. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull, part of Bet Rivers. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. All right, welcome back. It's Adam the Bull with you here in the bullpen, brought to you by Bet Rivers. And in a moment, I'll be sharing an idea that I have. Again, it's not an original idea, but it hasn't been talked about a lot with American sports. And I want to get into it here in just a second. But first, I want to get to some baseball here real quick as we start June and talk about some of the um, big series and interesting matchups this weekend. Uh, In the AL Central, uh, Twins with a great comeback win beating the uh, Guardians last night, 7-6. Um, these teams won't play each other again until August, and the Guardians had a chance to cut the lead down to two and a half. Instead, they're now four and a half out, 
in what's obviously been a horrible division. Um, but the Twins have some an opportunity here to create some space. But tonight's game's on Apple TV. I'm actually having a little watch party with my Little League team. Going to be a lot of fun. It's an 8-10 start. Good, uh, Aaron Savali comes off the injured list to pitch against Bailey Ober in that one. So that's uh, one series I got my eye on. I'm always watching the athletics to see if they can break the record for the worst team in the history of baseball. They actually just won a series against the Braves, which is remarkable. I mean, it's baseball, but the Astros, had, the the A's had been so bad. I mean, they were 10-45 and 45 coming into the series, which, I mean, it's just insanely bad. And they lose. They beat the Braves two out of three. They did lose yesterday or uh, I think it was Wednesday. But, but um, the, and, and going into the series, I think they'd lost a dozen in a row or something. 11, I can't remember exactly how many, but uh, that was mind-blowing. Even in baseball where anybody could beat anybody on a given day. Uh, it was still surprising to see that happen. Nice pitching matchup in in Washington. Um, Josiah Gray. I love this kid. He's not getting a lot of hype because they stink. Um, he's a kid from New York, just outside of New York City. Uh, 25 years old. And he, he's been a prospect for some time. And he's really putting it together. And, you know, sometimes when a guy has a good season on a bad team, it kind of gets ignored because the team's not worth paying attention to. But this kid's done a really nice job, and he's pitching against Zach Wheeler, who's been the Phillies' best starter because um, Aaron Nola's really struggled. So it's a, it's a, it's a fun pitching matchup there. Uh, Cardinals and Pirates in the in, in NL Central weekend, again, been in division just as bad as the AL Central. Uh, Blue Jays and the Mets was a good series this weekend. Chris Bassett, the former Met, pitching against Justin Verlander in his first year with the Mets. Another great pitching matchup to start the weekend. Uh, my producer today, Max, he's a big Rangers fan. The Rangers are having a remarkable season so far. Obviously, long way to go. But, uh, you know, it's funny. And, again, I, way long way to go. I, I picked the Astros to finish second, and most people pick the Astros to finish first. And in the end, they may still finish first. Uh, but I had the Mariners winning the division, which, you know, the Mariners are okay, but they're tied for third right now. I didn't have the Rangers. I thought the Rangers would be better this year, but I didn't think they'd be this much better. 35-20. and 20. Uh, What's funny is they haven't gotten much from Jacob deGrom, their big free agent signing. I didn't like that move by Texas. I, I mean, Jacob deGrom's a great pitcher, but as he is now, he's always hurt, so I didn't like spending big money on him. But, man, uh, the Rangers are playing great. They have a plus-131 rough run differential. It is the best in baseball, even better than the Rays. And the Rays are the only team in baseball with a better record than Texas. So, uh, you know, it hasn't been a fun time to be a Rangers fan of late, but they're playing great baseball. Um, so it's good to see. I like seeing some new teams. Uh, Marcus Semien, who they signed as a big free agent a few years ago. Um, he's been awesome. He's been really good. He's got an 850 OPS. They just got a lot of guys contributing and and a lot of young players that have finally put it together for them this year. It's a good, fun team. But great pitching matchup in particular tonight in that series uh, against the Mariners, who are a good team as well. Luis Castillo and John Gray. You know, John Gray is a guy who came up as a big prospect with Colorado. And like a lot of pitchers, could never really put it together in Colorado. You know, he had a couple of decent seasons. 
And then he goes to Texas last year. And, you know, he was okay. Uh, but this year, so far, he's been really, really good. So he's been an interesting guy to watch. Uh, and Luis Castillo, since being acquired by the Mariners, has been fantastic. So that's a great pitching matchup tonight. Another great one in Houston with the two other good teams in the AL West, Shohei Otani and Framber Valdez. We all know about Otani. Framber Valdez has been one of the best pitchers in baseball the last two years. He pitches for the World Series champs, and I'm still not sure the average baseball fan knows who he is. That's kind of sad. Um, and then there's, there's, there's really a lot of good pitching matchups. You got the Braves and Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks have kind of been the NL version of the, of the, the Rangers. Not as good, but still 11 games over 500. Very unexpected. Merrill Kelly, he's been great for them. He's probably been their best starter, Zach Allen and Merrill Kelly. And Charlie Morton, who's been, you know, solid veteran pitcher for Atlanta. Good matchup there. And Luis Severino pitched well his first game off the injured list. He'll pitch against the veteran Clayton Kershaw, who's who's been really good. Yankees, Dodgers. I mean, that's always fun. Two classic MLB teams. So some good fun matchups uh, this weekend. Um... I kind of like, by the way, if you if you look at the uh, Bet Rivers lines for tonight, I like the Pirates plus 115 against the Cardinals. I like getting plus money at home. Um, and Jack Flaherty's not pitched great. I mean, their pitching staff is the problem. I mean, they need to trade for some pitching. Now, Contreras was going for the Pirates, hasn't pitched great, and he was going to be knocked out of the rotation. I, I like the I like the Pirates and the over. I like a high scoring Pirate win in that game. So something you could take a look at there. And I like the Dodgers at home tonight too, uh, against the Yankees. That's one more I like. Well, they're minus one thirty six. So anyway, all right. Now I want to get to the thing I've been hyping up: the change to sports that we could do in America. Now if I keep saying America, why? Because in Europe, in, in English soccer, now don't roll your eyes at soccer. I'm not a soccer fan. My two favorite things about soccer are Yellow Jackets and Ted Lasso. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. You should know what the hell I'm talking about. Two great TV shows having to do with soccer. So I don't watch soccer. I'm not so, I, I used to make fun of soccer. I don't do it anymore. People like what they like. I'm an adult. It's stupid to make fun of it. A lot of people don't like baseball. They find it boring. You like what you like. Soccer's not my thing. If you like, it's very popular, obviously, especially in in Europe. You love soccer, good for you. Okay, it's not my thing, but what soccer does great is a thing called relegation. Now, this will never happen in America, but think about how much better sports would be in the Premier League, which is the English Soccer League. If you finish in the bottom three of the Premier League, you get relegated to. Essentially, what would be trip like in baseball's equivalent of AAA. Now, the problem with that, in, at least in baseball, or I mean, in football, and there's no minor leagues. Uh, basketball, you have one level. Baseball, there are, there are four levels. There used to be more. Now there's four. In uh, England soccer, I think there's five or six. I can't remember exactly how many levels there are, but teams have a chance to move up. Like even if you're in the bottom league, you could eventually move up. To the Premier League, it's possible. I don't, you know, I don't know how often that happens to keep jumping levels, but it's possible. 
Now, in America, a lot of the minor league teams are owned by the major league team. So it would be a complete overhaul to sports as we know it. However, we as fans get frustrated when our teams are constantly rebuilding, if, we're, if we root for a team that doesn't spend money, like you're in Cleveland with the Guardians. Now, they've been a good team, and the Guardians wouldn't get relegated because they're never one of the four worst teams. But like the Oakland A's, for example, are so bad. And the ownership basically said, we're leaving. They're not buying us a new stadium. We don't care. We don't care. The, the, the A's basically gave punted on this season. And you couldn't do that if there was relegation because if there was relegation, the A's would be playing AAA baseball next year. And then what happens is the best four teams from AAA baseball would come up and be in the majors. Now, again, as the league, as baseball is currently constituted, the, tr- the players who play at AAA are part of the major league organizations. So you'd have to completely overhaul the system like they, and have it like soccer. And obviously, I understand this is impossible. But think about how much better it would force every team to always try to win. And isn't that ultimately what we want for our from our owners? We have co- we have convinced ourselves often as fans, especially if we root for small market teams. And I I I, I hate when people say small market. And I just said it. I, I think we got to change that to not as big a market because cl- there. There's a lot of cities in America. I don't know how many there are, but there's thousands of them. And there's not that many that are bigger than Cleveland. There's not that many that are bigger than Milwaukee or or Oakland. And, and, you know, it's not as Cleveland is not a small market compared to New York or Chicago or L.A. Okay, yeah, it's smaller than those. But compared to most American cities, Cleveland is not a small city. We've convinced ourselves if we root for teams with smaller payrolls, that all oh, the owners can't afford it. That's bullshit. They can. And if they can't, sell the team to someone who can. Or that we got to constantly trade for prospects and not go all in. No. Teams should go all in. It should only be about winning. Yesterday on my TV show, I said the Browns should trade for Aaron Donald and sign DeAndre Hopkins. And financially, that's probably pretty crazy. You'd go over the cap. You'd have to find ways around it. Eventually, it would it would hurt you cap-wise. Who cares? Jimmy Haslam is a multi-billionaire. He probably has more money than everybody else in Cleveland combined, or 99% of Cleveland combined. Like, he, he's got, who cares? Keep kicking the can down the road. Go over the cap as much as you need to, as much as you can get away with. Keep, um, keep changing the contracts of the players so that it happens down the line, down the line, and then eventually when Deshaun Watson's old and, you, you, you know, whatever. But if you're really trying – the Browns went all in when they when they um, traded for Deshaun Watson. The Rams went all in when they traded for Matthew Stafford, and they kept going all in. And, yeah, they're paying for it now, but it's worth it. You want a Super Bowl. Now, there's no guarantee. The AFC is really tough right now. But to me, I want my team going all in. I don't want you stopping close. I want you to try to do everything you possibly can to win. That's it. Winning should be the only thing that matters. And too often in American sports, it's not. It's about billionaires making more money. And that's pathetic. Relegation in all professional sports would be awesome. It's the best idea soccer has. Not that flopping nonsense. Get rid of that. 
Oh, they do that in the NBA, too. That stinks. All right, that's going to do it for today's podcast. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Thanks to Max for producing today. Thanks to everybody listening today. I'll be back on Monday next week, getting into June. You know, we're past the one-third point in the MLB season. Before you know it, NFL training camps will be here. What? We're probably eight weeks from training camp, seven maybe. Football season will be here before you know it. It's like, it's always weird because you like we all love football and uh, you want it to get here, but uh, you don't want to rush the summer either. So it's kind of a catch-22. Oh, you know, before I actually say goodbye real quick, I like the Panthers in the Stanley Cup Finals. I got the, I got the Panthers in seven. Home ice means nothing in hockey. Panthers in seven in the Stanley Cup Finals. And uh, I, I, I'll... Uh, since since Max is an LSU guy and uh, all the LSU people root for the Bengals and Joe Burrow, I'll root for LSU to win the uh, the College World Series. I know they got some really good talent that's going to be in the big leagues in a few years. All right. I'll talk to you all next week. Everybody have a great day. You've been listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull, part of Bet Rivers. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.